Welcome to It Happened on the Job. We are your podcast for relevant and relatable conversations with contractors. Hopefully a little bit of entertainment for you as well. My name is Mike. That's Brian. Yo, yo. Uh, today with us, we have Juan Banos, the CEO of the BR Company. That's that, right. Did, I, up, did I get all that? That's it. You're right. Okay. You know, you, you got confused by the name Juan Banos. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me go ahead and, and start off with your viewers and, and give you the uh, up a little bit. exact translation. Yeah. So Banos, if, you're, if anybody oh, speaks John Spanish, John, right? it's, um, here. it John, is John. bathrooms, actually, yeah. restrooms, uh, preferably. Yeah. And then Juan translates to John, John which is so going to the <laughs> So, so grow, growing up, believe it or not, first generation, Poor guy, uh, you know, bathroom, bathroom was my name. <laughs> Uh, not not to a lot of people because a lot of you know I still think it sounds kind of cool. But my funny story, my wife, who I ended up marrying, when you we ended were, up marrying your wife. Yes, I did end up marrying. Well, we went to school together our, our whole life in Glendora, well since middle school, and she was one of those little girls that would call me bathroom bathroom, and then and you hey, guess what? She took the name. So, <laughs> jokes on That's her. Right there. Yeah. Jokes <laughs> on her. But no, hey guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. No, thanks for taking thanks the for time, man. Okay. We appreciate you coming Congrats all the way out on here. the show. Um, you know, I, it's kind of cool to follow you guys. And this is what podcast number thirty. Fifty-two. No, I didn't 52. even get to that. Yeah, yeah. we are episode number fifty-two. Holy yeah. smokes, guys! Yeah. You guys are we serious. Some, we got, we got some a, on we, the shelves that are be coming. Yeah, up. we got a few in the backlog at the editor. Yeah. Damn, I wish I would have got a cooler number. Fifty-two is all right. I'll tell you what. If this hits. I will get 52 tatted somewhere on my body. Well, Dude, geez. all right. Define <laughs> hits. Yeah. I think I need to defer to my attorney. Yeah, you're going to want to get a real he's high gonna, number. No matter what, he's going to get me out of that contract. So, But hey, you know what? A little promise there. Yeah, for right. Guys. Yeah. Cool. So give us a little history, how you got started in the industry uh, and, the, and the road to where you are now, what you guys do at the BR company. Yeah, no, absolutely. So actually, the, the story, my construction story begins uh, summer 2004, right? I'm a freshman in high school, Glendora High School. And I've got my whole summer planned out. You're a freshman in 04? I was a freshman in oh, 04. Man, you I'm a young. I'm a baby, bro. Good for you, man. So we uh, so I've got my whole summer planned out. I got my friends I'm gonna hang out with, and I'm just I'm just ready to live life. And I get a knock at 5 a.m. It's my dad, and he's like, get your ass out yep, of bed. We're going it's, to work. It, it's time to go to work. And and we did well. I mean, you'll you'll hear in the story, you know, they did well, but he was all about hard work. So he gets my ass up and puts me in the truck. You know, those were the days that you could you you could be on your phone and it wasn't, you know, uh, Bluetooth. So he's, he's on his phone. He's driving a stick shift. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. And I'm like, where am I going? I'm tired. And he drops my ass off in a job here in Yorba Linda, California. And he says, hey, you're working here today. And, uh, you know, I show up and, and one of the other employees was there. And he's, hey, we're, we're demoing today. So uh, hopefully you're not in shorts and flip flops. No, he I was I was ready to go. But um, basically it started there. Right. You know, summers were taken away and and get in there and, and, and do your thing. So but then peel back. You know, I'm a, I'm a son of immigrant parents. My dad was from Spain, uh, Murcia, and my mom's from Jalisco, Mexico. Jalisco. So, uh, yeah. So son of immigrant parents. My dad started in Spain. He actually had a pretty large development and construction company in southern Spain. And uh, in, in the late 70s, early 80s, he left Spain. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the exact story. He's dead now. I can't ask him. But he, he ran away, I think. And uh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some credibility <laughs> to it. But anyways, no, uh, no, all jokes aside, he actually he went to Mexico. I think he was going to start over there. Met my mom, who was an airline stewardess at the time, 10 years younger than him. 
player. Good for and, him. And uh, <laughs> he, he ended up, they ended up leaving and coming to California for the American dream, for the opportunity, right? So he, he definitely struggled. He went from building hotels and, and cool buildings in southern Spain to he was working at my grandpa's taco shop, cutting meat for tacos oh, uh, in, in the back of the kitchen. So, you know, really humbling moment, I'm sure, for him. So yeah. put his head down got to work again, you know, started building relationships, was fascinated by the world of building, you know, because in, in Spain, they do everything with like concrete and, and Blocks cement and, and clay, block, yeah. you know, yeah. and here he, he used to refer to it as toothpick construction, right? The framing, the wood yeah. frame is like, what's going on? And well, California and earthquakes and whatnot, right? So he gets in the business and slowly started building relationships. He, he got a really pivotal relationship with a guy in city of industry that was food manufacturing. Right, so he got into food manufacturing business and, and just started kind of growing from there. Got to 30 employees. I mean, we lived a good life. He, got, he had a, a decent-sized business. Um, fast forward, 2009, we <clears throat> lost him and just lost everything. Right, So business tanks. And, and he was trying to control it. What he had in Spain was pretty large. But what he had here was a little bit smaller, but he was the guy, right? He was literally the, the secret piece to the business. Right. He yeah. was yeah. the relationship, the, the business did not operate without him. And, and now part of our mission is to, to help that, and I'll get to that in a bit. But so anyways, we lose him. And at the time, I'm, uh, I'm actually interning at a, at a law office. And I was going to school at the same time because I wanted nothing, nothing to do with this business. Construction. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? This you know, first off, you made my ass get to the trenches <laughs> when I was 15, and I, I'm not I'm not doing it again, right? So I'm I'm like deviating away from nothing sexy about it. It's not business. It's construction, right? Right. right. So I'm I'm with my attorney, and he he sees that at the time my dad was sick. He calls me in, and he's like, Hey, man. Um, I'm going to make a recommendation. I think you should you should probably go help your family. You know, you've got a little bit of a business brain, so so go over there. And I fought it. I'm like, dude, no, great, no. And he's like, well, you're going to be a shitty attorney. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like my like my mentor, my my, my chance. I was like, all right. He goes, but I think you're going to be a decent business guy. And and I'm like, there's no business over there. And he's like, well, then uh, you know, trust me, you're, you're gonna you're gonna need attorneys. And boy, was he right. But uh, so so I dive into the business and. It's just survival mode. I mean, we're broke. We had $700 in the bank account. You know, I saw my dad build everything and lose everything. So something about that, you know, <clears throat> fueled me. And then I think quickly I started realizing that there's transactions in this space, right? There's business. There's deals. You're interacting. It's not right, just right. unsexy construction. And I was always more uh, tailored toward the, the business side of it. And, I, it, and then I grew a fascination to the world of building and building things. Where else, what other industry can you actually build something tangible and be recognized for and say, wow, that's, that's and pretty cool. And be able cool. to drive by and see it, right. the product of your work all right. the time. Right. Yeah. So, so I put yeah. my head down and then I quickly just, just realized, I was like, You're, you were such an unappreciative little piece of yeah, yep. <laughs> Right. And, and, and you should have known. And if I could go back now, I would have, you know, I'd tell them, geez, I just didn't realize it. Right. You know, and so I think that fueled me now to start going hard. And that's what we started doing. Right. So when you're in survival mode, Nothing's stopping yeah. you. And you don't, you're, you're 20 years old. I was 20 years old at the time, right? And I don't know shit about construction. I, I know that I can demo things and I know, but my family's in it. I've got two other brothers and a sister. My sister's going to school at uh, Woodbury for architecture. And we had no idea she was going to join the business, which she did. But my brothers are in it and we just put our heads down and started working, building relationships. First week, we lose our biggest client. And we're like, Ugh. okay, that's, that's not great. First week, we got a lawsuit. Your dad did this and a handshake did it. And you're just like, you're starting to deal with all these real all the life fires, problems yeah. that you're like, man, this, this sucks. So we tink, we bankrupt and we, uh, we just start over. So although he died, 
we in the business died, we said we can't let his legacy die. You know, BR is, is actually, although we call it building resources today, represents Banos Ramon, my dad's name. Mm. So we know that as a family, and, and that's all that matters because right. nobody else right. could, could right. really give a shit. It's all we, our uh, millions of listeners now are going to hear that. Right, yeah, that's right, baby, because we're going viral. Um, and we uh, and I said, you know what, I, that fueled me to say, Let, let's go. So one foot after another, we start getting into different verticals. I got us into healthcare back in about 2011, and it just boom, started skyrocketing our business. We get into Oshpod work. We get into stuff that's way over technical for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now we start, we're hiring just like at the snap of a finger. We we just survived no structure, right? right? And this was up until probably two years ago, two or three years ago, where we were like, okay. Just flying by the seat of your pants, yeah. Absolutely, we're making money, but we're spending money. We don't know where everything is. We're not job costing anything. We don't know, right? So (laughs) we, we finally got to that point now where we said, okay, we, we've got something here, and I still today have no interest in being a contractor, so I'm gonna be a little different than probably some of you <laughs> other guys, and I am not a contractor. Uh, construction is a service line for us to transact and create revenue right, right, to, to right. create this community, because for us, you know, we've now identified who we are, and we lead with our why, which is the people, so we exist to champion people's values and purpose in order for them to build a life of significance, right? And you yep. ask, you're like, Dude, you're crazy. What what does that have to do with construction? Nothing. Nothing at all. But it's just, I get it's to, just the medium we yeah. use. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I get to use the world of building as my platform yeah. to do that. And the world of building is the oldest, largest, least digitized space. That's Very, true. Right? Yeah. It employs seven percent of the workforce. It's almost a billion people. And it's ten percent of our global GDP. Wow. Thirteen trillion. So I look at that and I go, I, that's a space I right, can get behind right. as a business guy. And, and look, I, I like construction. I know it. I can read a set of plans. I can get you something built. I can't do it as good as some of the people I've hired. <laughs> but that wasn't my role. That wasn't yeah. my role. Yeah. So now we've started to build off that. And now we're, we're, we're starting to build a little bit more of the enterprise type of business. So now we've, what we've done is we've redefined, because we get really cute in this, in this construction industry. We start saying, okay, we've got this lighting division, this flooring division. And we started building out. And then I said, you know, that's that's we we've got it. We've got to create a better platform for this. So we've now rebranded to be all things building, and we lead with what I call the five pillars of construction. It used to be four, but now technology. So it's design, construction, facilities, energy, and tech, right? And under that umbrella, you can pretty much do all things building, and and that's our model because our next growth, which I'll, which I'll get to, is going to be through M&A mergers and acquisitions mm-hmm. for yeah. the, the, it's basically blue collar meets business through BR with this platform. And that's kind of where we're headed. So we're right in the middle of it and I'm excited to. So to on that, out. well, and, I, and I'll backtrack eventually, but I want to ask you about that. Are you, is the plan there to, to bring on smaller contractors that maybe don't have the sophistication and kind of absorb them and, and, and teach them your ways and and a hundred percent so when when people hear me say what do you do in m&a's in in like construction world like this is blue like you're not wall street we're not wall street guys right, you know right. but we so happen to focus so well on the business side of our business you know you have to you have to draw a fine line and say there's trade and then there's business right so by design and you guys have probably met a lot of them by design you are a very good carpenter, but you are probably <laughs> a shitty business person. Yeah, no, 100%. But so, so by yep. design, good tradesman. By default, businessman. Okay, businessman. Right? Yeah. By default, yeah. you become a business yeah. guy. And all of a sudden, you've yeah. got this guy in this industry that there's so much heart and passion for. You've got these guys that are blue collar, 
that are doing everything. They're on fire, right? I'm talking to them all day long. Now that's part of my social responsibility. Yes, it's growth for the business, but that's part of the social responsibility. They're the invoice guy. They're the set up the guys mm-hmm. guy. They're the yeah. leave the guy at, leave at 4 a.m. in the morning, get home at, at night at 9 and forget to send invoices. So, so they become all these things. Why? So maybe make a little bit more money. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it's all at risk, right? right? So I saw a huge need for this and I said, look, if you could focus on what you do best, your trade and your relationships, we can do the whole back end. So we've just we've invested heavily on that back end. We're on Procore. Procore is like at the at the heartbeat of our. We're going to be featured by them here soon, but it's at the heartbeat of our operations. And we work on our workflow, on our process, on our systems. We we geek out over it. I mean, we the technology, the Matterporting. Yeah. I mean, we geek out, but we said we have to because if we need to build that infrastructure and good relationships with our banking partners, now to say okay, now we can go to the blue collar world. And these guys that are on fire, and let's see if we can work deals out. Let's let's make them businessmen. Let's let's buy their companies, or let's merge them in. I was going to say, yeah. Is it, is it yeah. more? Is it more just 100% absorption of their company, or is it, hey, give us a certain like percentage a of equity, and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll 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 give you access to this platform that we have. At, that so so typically we're kind of we're pretty open to how so the whatever, deals get whatever, worked whatever, out, yeah, but yeah. but usually what happens in this again, we approach the M and I uh, the merge and acquisition as if any real business was going to do it. We have a due diligence. And we, the problem with, and you guys probably see it in your industry, is your financials, when you're running your own little business, you're not All building your place, business yeah. to sell, yeah, right? right? I mean, you're hiding money from Uncle Sam. Yeah. You're doing whatever it takes yeah. to survive. And, and if you've got a decent accountant, he's still kind of jacking you up, right? So yeah. I never look at buying a company now based off the financials, right? Um, because in our industry, if your financials are good, you, you think you're worth way more than you really are, right? Like if you're, if you're netting $100,000 after you pay yourself, you're like, I'm worth $4 million. It's like, where'd you get that multiplier from? So, so we focus on you know, the, the people, the opportunities, and the alignment with the culture because this is a tough industry. I mean, you guys talk to people all day long that are just assholes, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. because yeah. you can be, it's, it's rough and it's, well, you almost have to be to, to get by. Right. I mean, yeah. with the way that a lot of these deals and, and, and getting paid and all those other things kind of go down. I mean, you almost, you have to be that, that hard ass. Well, yeah, because I think what the challenging part of all this stress that it creates for maybe your own business or working in this industry, there's, there, there's so many different pressures. I call this the behind the, the scenes infrastructure badasses. Yeah. That billion people we talked about doesn't get credit for what we do, right? We're expected to do a job, manage the job, stress about it, maybe not be able to pay bills, and then you don't even get credit for it. Somebody else comes into that building and starts operating their business, yeah. and they get the credit. You're just, you're just asked to do it again, right? So you go, man, I'm going to expose that. I want to expose the badasses of the world of building. That's the behind-the-scenes infrastructure. And we don't need credit like the frontline nurses or people actually use those buildings for really good. But you know what? You, I hope when you walk down a hallway or you're going to go take a piss in your urinal, you know somebody with their own hands hung it up there, and, and, and they're, they should be acknowledged. Yeah. You, know, you should, don't yeah. forget. You know? so I, and I do that constantly <clears throat> because the world of building is so powerful. I mean, look, you wake up in the morning and your, and your feet touch a floor. You go and you, you take a piss in a toilet. You get in your car, you drive off the concrete, you come into your office, you turn on your lights, and because of it, we're able to sit right here right now and, and, and talk about it and have a podcast. Yep. Right. So yep. subconsciously, it's there. You're just not looking at it, right? And maybe those that are involved in it look at it a little bit more. Right, yeah. But even the people that are in it aren't really looking at it. So my whole goal with the whole championing people, you go, how do you find, okay, so you're crazy. You're trying to find people's values and purpose 
and help them build a life of significance and they're, and they're pounding nails in a, in a two by four. How do you do that? I go, okay, so that was, that's challenging, right? Okay, so what if we did this? What if we said, hey, the history and the evolution of building is just unbelievable, right? So much history. In 9,000 BC, there's a building somewhere in Turkey that they like they built. So there's there's all this history to the Stone Age and to the the, the way uh, hammers have been around for three million years, right? So so you lead to codes and compliance, and now you get to take this little metal thing that gets manufactured, billions of them, right? And you get it you get to take a hammer. It's three million years, and you get to put it every 16 inches on center. And in 500 years, probably robots going to be doing it. So maybe realize that you're a part of history today through all these codes. And one day this won't even exist. Yep. And maybe, just maybe, you'll feel a little bit more valuable. You'll feel a little <laughs> bit more poor. That, doesn't moment, mean yeah. that may not mean you're going to make more money. Right. But if that's your motivator, yeah. then, then stick your neck out there and, and do you know try to move up move up the ladder. Yeah. So that that's basically been been the gist of it. But we've become super people um, oriented, and and that's why I'm excited to champion this space, right? Because it so desperately needs it. Yeah. No. And. I, and I thank you for coming on to, to do that. I think, not to sound too big headed, but I think what we're doing is probably helping that. In a, in, 100%. And, and I'm glad we're able to do that. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. But going back a little bit to uh, to um, kind of how you guys got started, you said you, I mean, you went from bankrupt and, and you started over and then you, you got all these pretty big, what did you say, hospital and, and some other jobs. Mm-hmm. How did, how did that? Where, where did you? Where did that even come from? How does that relationship even happen? Or how does that? How did, how did you guys transition into that? Yeah, so I, think I can't those imagine are, it was just dumb luck, right? I mean, no, I mean those kind of things they don't teach you in <laughs> business school, right? And and but it's it's definitely the risk taking, right? Now it's more. It, we started with the the brand, so we were able to keep my dad's you know legacy alive. Right, right. So there were some relationships, key some relationships that were still there, there yeah. that he, so some people will just give you a shot. And I'm so grateful for those people, but, but then they still expect to get what their, you know, what their expectations are. Right. Right. So we, we didn't screw up too much. I mean, we've definitely lost a lot of games, but we've won more games than we've lost. And that's how you win championships. Right. Yeah. I remember the first job we got, the, our first capital job was a hundred thousand dollar concrete job in city of industry. And we were like, Yes, we freaking did it, and we and, and then we got to the office and we're like, how, well, how are we gonna afford to do no, this job? <laughs> we got like two grand in the bank, and then we don't even have a line of credit with that guy. And yeah. then you know what? I won't get into the weeds, but we figured it out, you yeah. know. And it's like, damn. And then one after another, but it definitely requires you to, to stick your neck out there and, and just overperform. I mean, nothing beats outworking you just gotta you gotta grind yeah so and that's what we did yeah but the hospital stuff you know we um i had a mentor in upland we were actually helping him on his house uh dr lally he's he's fantastic he i remember telling him once i was fascinated by his like entrepreneurship in in hospitals and i said hey so like how do you make all this money and how do he's like hey if you need more money just go make more (laughs) <laughs> like so confident I'm like what yeah. do you mean like it doesn't just grow like I can't just like go grab coffee beans you know and what's make funny is like, my wife's the one and I don't mean to interrupt you I'm, we'll get back but, but my wife's the one where we look at something and we, we want to buy it like, like she she always like I have to justify things I buy right or and, and I'm not that I have to justify them I buy things all the time and she's like oh my gosh and she'll want to buy something else. just Buy it. If you need more money. I'll go make more money. Yeah, I, I literally. So it's just funny <laughs> that you say that because well, when you dumb is, it down to yeah. that, it doesn't become yeah. as impossible, right? Yeah. Because you know, become you know, I think society 
creates that for us where we're we're kind of we're, we're sandbagging ourselves it's like we're, we're we're chasing pipe dreams and we're told not to aren't we supposed to be right i i had um i hired a vp of health oh I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say that, but uh, I had a, I had a guy running our healthcare projects, and we were going. We we had built, we were looking to build the Chalk Children's Autism Center here in Orange County, and I remember he's in my office, and he's like, "You are effing crazy. You're just chasing a pipe dream," and I'm like, "You're effing crazy for not wanting to right. chase pipe dreams. Yeah. Like, isn't this what we're supposed to do?" Anyways, we got the job, and uh, it was it was, he was it fired. Was cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm not allowed to talk about it. You said that I didn't, um, but uh, yeah. So and and that was so important because the cultural alignment now in the business we're we're so selective as to you, you have to be able to be part of that culture because culture kills. It's a cancer, right? If you if you have something that's damaging your culture, you, you shouldn't even think twice. I mean, I listen to guys like Gary Vee and all those guys, and, and they they say it, but it really is true. Yeah. You know, if if there's yeah. some toxicity in in the space. You got to get rid of it, even even if it's like your most valuable person, it just it'll ruin it, you yeah. know. So, yeah. But so we've learned a lot, you know, along the way and yeah. stuck our necks out there. And now we've built out a pretty, you know, we're still small. Well, we're, we're close to. Uh, well, I think I think we're bigger compared to all these big guys. We're close to 150 employees now. That's huge. Yeah. And we're, uh, but I feel like we're just we're just getting started. So. Well, that's that's the important part, right? You may feel small because you have all these other visions of, of how much bigger you can be but i mean yeah i mean that's that's not a small business at all i mean i guess by by terms of american economy it's a small business so but yeah in this space it's a, it's a pretty big successful I mean, company 10 years yeah. really essentially yeah. to, to be able to get from there to here yeah, yeah. that's, that's and i think cool. the funny part I, more ironic i guess is so we, we've this is episode 52 right we've had 52 other 51 other guests on and for the most part, other than one or two, I mean, they've all been pretty big, successful companies. And and it's not that those are the ones we're targeting, right? It's just more that I think when we when we ask these questions, the ones that do have the time to do it, because you go back to, you know, if, if you're running a 30-employee company and, and you're the one doing it all, you don't have time yeah. to sit down and talk yeah, to I me know or, you're or want to sit right. down and talk to me. So it's just funny that the, the people that do come on, it, there's a couple of themes. One of them is all those systems and that back office and that structure that needs to take place to be able to grow. And the other one is the culture, right? The employee culture. Huge. So, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, those are the first two things that you've obviously talked about, but it, it's, 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 like I said, it's ironic that the people that have come on here that have the time and, and the success to, that want to talk about it have all kind of put those things in, in place. Yeah. And that's hard. It's really hard to get to that point. I'm yeah. telling you, we've, we've, we've been Especially able to Especially delegation part, right? I mean, you, you own something and you, you, you feel can't so much be afraid to it. fail. You're just yeah. gonna fail. Right. You know, like again, like I said, you know, to to win championships, you don't go 300 and 0, right? You you lose a lot of games along the way. Right. So you you almost have to just embrace fail. I don't wake up <laughs> saying like oh, I can't wait to fail, but like <laughs> I'm looking forward to my next failure, right? Yeah. Because you usually learn, yeah. and then you can move stronger. on and just you know you get you get stronger and you yeah. and, and that could be anything. You failed on a job. You failed on a, a the wrong employee you hired. Right. Well, whatever that was, right? So. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty cool lesson. So speak to the the hiring process a little bit. Obviously, culture is huge. What are you guys looking for? Especially, maybe more on the on the on the field and labor side. What what is 
what is it you guys are looking for there in that process you guys go through to bring somebody on? Well, you, well, on the <coughs> field and labor side, you know, you guys, there's no secret to this, right? In 30 years, we're screwed on the labor side, right? Every, all the young kids are getting into technology and well, not on wood. Hopefully, what we're cool. doing here is helping, right? I, I hope so. Yeah. I think this right here, what you guys are doing, and then you know, I'm gonna stick my neck out and try to digitize this space and make it cool, right? Yeah. Because people want it to be cool. I mean, that's yeah. not what I. Yeah. That's why I w wanted to stay away from it. Right. It wasn't cool to me. Right. And I'm telling you what we what we're doing is super cool. So when you when you make it like that, but yeah, we we look for culture alignment number one, right? So on regardless all, of experience, regardless or, of experience, yeah. it's guys that walk in the office that have, you know, have got 30 years of construction estimating experience, and I'm the, and he's just a total dick. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. And and you just you just don't you know the, hey look that works just not with us. Just because we don't want you here doesn't mean you're not going to go be successful somewhere else. Right. You know, so and we even say that to the companies that we don't merge in. We say, hey, look, or that decide not to merge in. We say just because you don't just because you don't want to champion BR's brand doesn't mean we don't want to see you champion yours. We hope that you learn a lot uh, enough along the process of our maybe due diligence that you are able to make your company <laughs> better. And it's, it, again, it's a 10 trillion dollar space. Elon, Plenty of room for everybody to be successful. Jeff Bezos yeah. can't make a dent in this right, space, right. you know? Well, maybe he can. But <laughs> mo most of the companies can't. There's enough market share for everybody yeah. to go around, yeah. right? So, But I do think it's important to, to digitize this, you know, to get us from yellow pad to, to some sort of system. I, mean, I still talk to guys all day that are they're on yellow pad, and that's how, like, how do you track that job? It's like, oh, it's, it's right here. <laughs> yeah. It's right here on, on, on the my, dash on, my truck. I'm like, yeah. man, and these are decent sized companies. You yeah. know, they're doing maybe a couple yeah. million a year in revenue. And you're like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so, but no, so anyways, that, that's what's important to me. And, and I'm excited to, to, to really champion this space like you guys are, right. you know, so it's what cool. Is, so what does that process look like when you're, when you're looking at doing that, that due diligence process with, uh, with, with somebody new? So it's it's kind of overwhelming to, to maybe a smaller party because they've never been through this, right? right. Like, no, right. I've never thought about selling my business. So we kind of empower... An insurance audit is about it, as it, deep it, as it gets yeah, normally. Yeah. yeah, and you usually try to stay away from those, right? <laughs> um, but so it's empowering in a sense, right? You're about to actually jump into a business deal with like, you're going to talk business in this space and we're going to go through it. So we, we've created, you know, I've got attorneys now that help us, but we have a whole template on the due diligence, right? Always starts with an NDA so everybody can be protected. And then we, we dive into what do you have? You know, and we, and we hit you with everything as if, you know, you're a real built out company. You know, please upload your org chart. Please give us if you've got any sales <laughs> metrics. What's uh, your pipeline look like? And you know what? And you know what I love yeah. is I tell them all the time. It's like, look, you don't let this be a measuring factor. Right, if, right, it, right. if you don't have it, you don't have it. I actually expect that you don't. Those that do, That's great. why we're talking, that's, that's right? Awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and because of this, if it doesn't work out, you now know that you might need to factor in some of these things when you go back to do your business. So maybe, just maybe, yeah. we helped you, you know, yeah. put a couple, yeah. you know, tie a couple loose strings in your business <laughs> out, and it'll help you. So again, it's just more of like, if, if sure, if it works out, we can, we can build off it, we bring it into our brand, we grow the business, that's great. It creates revenue, transaction, that stuff's gonna come. It's important, it's gonna come. But if it doesn't, you're still doing something good, right? You're still yeah. making them aware <laughs> of, okay, I need to tweak this, this, and that, and, and maybe I can maybe get home a little bit sooner and right. my wife not be pissed off at me all day, <laughs> you know? So that's that's the goal here. And you can't measure that. You can't really quantify yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, what, how many, 
how many acquisitions or mergers have you guys done so far? So we're on number, we just finished number six. Wow. And we only, and we started, you know, like three or four years ago. I just saw a need for it. I said, how yeah. do you, how do, how, I love to hit the fast forward button, right? That's always been my play. And I'll get back to that in a second because I'll lose my train of thought as to the fast forward story. When we got into healthcare, my, my biggest client who's like feeding me like flooring and base work, right? And I'm the one like doing it and grabbing the materials and <laughs> screwing it all up. And, and, and I go like, hey, how do I, how do I make it here in, in healthcare? And he goes, I, I recommend you, you go and you work for, and he mentioned a company who's in Orange County, and you know, maybe work there five, five to 10 years and, and learn all the healthcare stuff and no, no. bring it back, Too right? Yeah. And then you can, and then you can you know, your family could start getting <clears throat> some of my work. I said, what if I just go over there and hire their best guy? <laughs> and he was like, look, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like it takes too long. Yeah. Right? So, so anyways, that was kind of part of the, the fast forward button. And then uh, getting back with, to, to what you mentioned um, in regards to, what was the question right before that? You, you had said... I, see, I told you I, I was going to deviate. Part. I told I, you I, I was going to deviate and hit the fast forward I, button. I, I, I tend to have a, a mind like a goldfish sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, you were just talking about how many how many mergers you guys had done. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, oh, the growth, right? The growth, That's yeah. why we did the mergers. Yeah, yeah. So we said, so I said, hey, how do how do I drive this business from X to X, and how do I do that quickly? I mean, we have organic growth. Where you, Construction companies, the revenue model is you do a project, you bid a project, you get it done, you hope you don't lose your ass on it, and you do it again. Right. And then you build relationships and you organically grow. And that's we're doing that, and we do that pretty well. But then I was like, how do you hit the fast forward button on this? And then I saw that need. I said, wait, we, 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 we need to kind of rechange our business model here. We need to make this serious. Plus, there's a, there's a need for it. And if we can take million-dollar in revenue businesses and 10x them, and we can do that 10 times... Then we're in good shape, right? You know, and yeah. then now we're really now we're really speeding up the growth. So that was that was kind of the whole idea behind it. So what we've done is, and we we've brought in some guys that were yeah, and it's and it's working. We haven't ten x any of them, but we've we've three four x some of them already. And we're going okay. We're just and that was just getting started. Yeah. So and again, yes, of course, the goal is growth and revenue, but to you cannot measure. You cannot measure the the happiness you'll see when somebody's like. Wow, I could take a vacation now. I mean, you, you need to have the business built out, right, in order for you to actually streamline. If not, yeah. you're doing everything and you're on fire. So, are you guys actually managing anything in their business, or are you literally just giving them back office and systems and structure support? So it's everything. You get all the infrastructure, right? But then you also get the BD, you get the culture, you get all the strategy sessions. I mean, so again, because we look at the people first, we, we, we're also have to make business decisions. But you're not in there like doing bidding and scheduling and, and all no, that kind we, of stuff for if, them, if that's if that's what they're what good they're at, need. they're going to stay. Yeah, okay. if, they, if they're not good at that and they're like, you know, I have all these opportunities, but I keep losing money. I'm like, well... So it's really going to have our estimator look at it to the to the people that you're looking at. I and mean, there's no completely nimble or anything. Yep, yeah. Yep. Because everybody needs something different, right? right. Some yeah. guy walks in, he's like, I've got all these relationships in the world, I just can't handle. Or some guy's like, I'm extremely technical at this, and if we did this, we could do it. I just don't know how to get there. So you just listen. Yeah. Right. And then and then you can create something pretty. <laughs> are you guys cool going out hunting, or are people looking for you, or? You know, so we were going to go on a major like, let's go look, and then just organically through our network. It just starts happening, you know, and then all That's of a sudden, the you, part, so you go, yeah. well, who's my, who's like, what's my market share here? It's like, okay, well, within a hundred mile radius, if we started there, we, uh, you can find thousands of companies, right? Yeah. right? So yeah. you, you do have to be selective. We have to be careful. So we're, we're, we're developing it. 
that right now. So, but anybody well, under that all things building model fits. Yeah. So we, we bought a janitorial company two weeks before the COVID hit and their specialty was disinfecting. And we were just like, <laughs> that was my dad just yeah, like, that was my dad yeah. just helping. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no way that was meant to be. And, and before yeah, you right know it, it's so. like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's pretty cool. But then, but then what it, why I say that is it all fits under the model. And there's just certain pressure points these businesses have that don't allow them to drive to that. Well, I next feel like level it would revenue. almost fit in any business situation, right? It, it, obviously, small tweaks between, you know, building a house and and running a restaurant. But I mean, the, yeah, the business model is a business model, right? I mean, absolutely. There's absolutely. there's structures and systems that need to be in place that, that sure. probably, you know, it's from cost and all that kind of stuff. But so I, I'm curious, how'd the first one go? The first one without any way history more, or? yeah. So it was way more inf- informal as a flooring company, right? And we had developed a relationship, and it was about, I think it was almost five years ago now, and it was just like, hey, we should like partner up and see like you're. So you're you just didn't doing, have this plan in place already that you were trying it was to not sell. part of our it was like, just, growth plan. It was yeah. just like let's partner up. You're you do flooring for AT and T. What if they gave you some more stuff, and you're only doing flooring for all these wonderful clients? What if you just started adding more services and it happened right it was like oh hey um this school that we do the flooring for is now asking us to do all their doors or all their paint or their ti's so the sales model there became whoa okay you can go to single trade companies that you're still talking to the same person typically right the guy that you're you're selling flooring to is the same guy that's talking about tenant improvements lighting energy projects i mean there's usually like some sort of facility or plant operations manager right um in our space unless you're doing residential it's homeowner which that's a nightmare but that's a whole nother (laughs) that's another it happened on the job episode Uh, but yeah that's that's typically it yeah so when you were working for your dad way back in the day and he was getting you up at five in the morning were you seeing things and holes because obviously you've made a radical change right in terms of the business model were you making mental notes as you were going if you know, in terms of what you would do and then implementing those later? Or were these kind of more like, kind of like what you talked about, like, oh, here's a great idea and, you know, we'll make the change there. Where, where did Where did the philosophy change? Well, I don't think that his, his particular um, why was this, right? I think he was more of let's build a business that's, uh, can sustain the family and give my family a good life, right? Right. What most look for. But it all changed that that first day when I was on the job, yeah. right? So this is what happened on the job. Yeah. You know, I was dropped off. I'm 15 years old. I'm a little arrogant prick. And I show up <laughs> and this guy starts telling me, hey, I need you to go demo this. And, I, and he's like pissing me off. And I'm like, what's this guy telling me what to do? <laughs> and he finally tells me for like the third time what to do. And I go up to him and I say, hey, you can't tell me what to do. My dad owns the company. And he was like, oh, okay. So I just kind of did my thing. So my dad shows up to pick me up because I didn't have a car. And he's like, hey, Mr. Bonius, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. All right. So I'm looking from the corner of my eye, and these guys are talking. And and my dad's standing there with his arms crossed, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he's talking to him. He just looks over at me. (laughs) And not saying anything. I'm like, like, oh, shit. And I'm like, all right, I can't get out of here. Now I I didn't drive. Now I'm in your Belinda. We have to drive to Glendora. This is 30 minutes. So we get in the car, and sure enough, turns on the turns on the car, he chops another cigarette, not saying anything, the windows are up, and I'm like, oh man, and, it, and he pulls the car over, and he just, I won't even go on the record and say what he said, but he <laughs> blasted my ass, basically you are a nobody, you know, this is not, that's not how it works, 
you know, you earn what you're supposed to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, if anything, you work for, I work for him, is what he said. I work for him. I'm supposed to be creating a job for him to go do his job. So you're a nobody. And that just resonated with me so well. Yeah. So to today, I still treat everybody within the organization as if I'm, I'm working for, I'm supposed to be doing something for them. I sit in a chair that allows me to do more for them if I could, if I, if I really yeah. maximize. So that was pretty life-changing, right? So was, and then the next day I'm there and the guy's like, hey, get your ass over there and demo. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> no problem. So that, that's what happened on the job for So me. Uh, to that point of, of you know, being a champion for your people and, and, and you working for them, how did you guys manage through these last few months in this social experiment that we're in? And I mean, from a workflow standpoint and a, and a morale standpoint, how did all those things? That's tough, man, because when you sit in my chair, you have to be confident. You have to tell everybody. You have to communicate, right? Yeah. So you can be reactive or you can be proactive, right? Reactive is, hey, let's look at our operations costs. Let's furlough everybody. Let's just be safe. And that was not an option. I was like, what are we going to do to grow right now? dude you're crazy i was like i know i'm not supposed to not be crazy <laughs> so i was like so we got the janitorial thing going what else could can we look at more janitorial companies can we can we can we shift all our lighting guys that were supposed to be doing the macy's here to clean and they started cleaning so we we, we got everybody it's busy creating work, yeah. so that i guess my whole goal was create the business diverse enough and in, in enough verticals that people could stay busy because we stress about another thing that the behind the scenes infrastructure workers don't get credit for it's seasonal, right? So you may have a job for three months, and then you're like, but then what happens after this job? Yeah. How do I feed my family? Yeah. And I can't stand that crap. It just bugs me. It's like, oh, you shouldn't have to feel that, especially the fact that you're using your hands and you're, and you're busting your ass yeah. for this company. Right. And I feel right? like a lot of business owners almost use it as an excuse, like, well, this is just the construction industry. That's no. the way it works. And you, you kind of want to kick him in the ass. Like, no, you... You've hired this guy, like you. Owe, it is your job yeah, to your keep them busy. To keep them busy. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna bust their ass to do what they do. It is your job to keep them busy. Yeah. That's well, an easy. That that should be. If you're in my chair, that should be an easier job. Well, right? and the, so and figure I, it out. And your dad modeled that for you in that conversation on the side of the road, right? Yeah, absolutely. If anything, I work for him. He doesn't work for me. Absolutely, yeah. and that changes everything because you do. It's very easy, and you guys see it. You get egos in the business, right? And you know, we've even had it. We've had to clean it up because. We, we have to like flip our accountability in our org chart where it's like, look, I do not sit at the top of the totem pole. There is no pressure up here. I'm at the bottom, all the way it's on my shoulders. But, and I love that, right? You're, some people are built for that. Yep. So why don't we, instead of when we're rolling out new processes or we're talking about, instead of driving the message down and making sure that we, we shove it down their throats is let's drive a positive message up because they're sitting at the top. There's no weight on their shoulders technically, right? Yes, they have to feed their families, but they don't have all these liabilities, but they're the ones producing the outcome, right? right. And, and there's way more of them than there is of me. So if I can champion our people up and provide that outcome and make them feel significant, I mean, that would be awesome, right? So that's the goal. So what does your management team structure look like where you guys um, are at? Well, I mean, if you saw our org chart, we, we, at this point, we revisit our org chart every month because really? we're just so nimble. We don't, we, we have a very general direction of where we're headed with the real estate. We're building out, um, I'm sorry, with the enterprise, we're building out a real estate company. We've got a foundation going. We just started media and entertainment just because we want to digitize this space. Right. We, we, right now we have, um, and Daniel's a part of it, who's here. Um, we have children learning through the world of building. So I said, look, oh, I saw that. Why, yeah. why don't we, why don't we create videos 
and get children learning through the world of building so that maybe, maybe they, they think 18, it's cool, yeah. right? Yeah. And why not? So, and then so it just so happened to be the stars align. Uh, this young gal, uh, friend, a family friend of ours, his daughter, masters in, in education uh, specific to children. She comes on board to help us write the first script. So now she's attaching like a, a curriculum to it. So I'm like, look, this is what you're supposed to do. You're actually supposed to push good messaging out and start with the children. And, and that just gives us more credibility, right? Because we're doing something else for this space. And it's like, why, why do you do that? Well, okay, so if we can monetize from that, we will. We're business people. Right. We'll, we'll right. find a way to yeah. get, you know, freaking Black & Decker to sponsor us or something. But, but I can't measure if uh, one of my employees is home on a weekend on a Sunday and they're sitting on their couch with their five-year-old and they say, oh, you know what? Why don't you watch mommy or daddy's work video? And the child is just so excited right. about it. Right. You know how much harder they're going to go the next week? Just, just yeah. passion and just, it, it just, you can't measure that. Yeah. You know, what if it creates some good? So, so again... I have no interest in being a contractor. <laughs> I, can, I can almost tell. See? My next question was going to be, what don't you do? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, look, what I do is the, the people championing. Yeah. That's it. You know, yeah. I remove the titles. I know you need them. I know our bank needs them. Um, <laughs> our lawyers need them. But I think if you're, you have to be a human first, yeah. right? I think everybody, it's, it becomes CEO to project manager. It's like, you know what? No, I want to be one and I need you to be Jeff. Let's talk. Within respectable boundaries, but you forget about that and you hide behind your titles, and, and that becomes a problem. So what I and, and again, this is a, a 31 year old guy trying to champion champion a very old space. So I know <laughs> very old trust, space. Trust yeah. me. I and people yeah. ask me, they're like, if your dad was here, could, you know, he'd he'd be so proud of what you're like. He we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. He'd be doing it the old yeah. way. Yeah. And and I just get the opportunity. Or to he'd do be retired it. and you'd still be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he, I'd be doing it his way. Yeah. Right. So it, it has gave me the the ability to I don't want to say run amok a little bit, but be disrupt the space a little bit. Disrupt yeah, it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I call it aggressively responsible. Yeah. Right. So or responsibly aggressive. So how much so in your head, are you the only guy doing this? Or do you think that this is that you are one of few doing this, or do you see the future being everybody being this way? Everybody being tech forward and 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 digitized and, and all those things, you know what I mean? Where yeah. you, because you see other businesses do it, right? Because mm -hmm. one one person will change, and almost everybody else does. But I think construction and the world of contractors is very lethargic in that way. Where somebody like you can do this, and not to be a downer, but I could almost see you doing this for ten or fifteen years, and shit's still not changing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's still going to be stick framers out there that write their estimates on a yellow pad and, and yep. go back to, you know what I mean? So how do you see it well, I going think, forward, so ideally? I, I Ideally, should, yeah, I'd say, hey, everybody just innovate, you know? Yeah. Innovate or die is yeah. what's going to happen. So I think I think what will happen in the industry is a lot of people will be forced to use technology. You're going to do that anyways, right? right? And those that are still not innovating will probably slowly die off. If you know of any, just let them know. We'll, we'll merge them in. Um, but but then you know there is a, there's going to be a new level of youth that's going to step their game up. Yeah. Like right I now, say I generational think we're, almost, yeah. yeah. I think we're stepping our game up, right? I think we're doing something completely diverse in in this space and and leading with technology, and and I think that's what's starting to make it cool again. But there's you know people right now that are in middle school that are going to come and just smoke me by the time they're yeah. they're my age you know and I hope that happens that's supposed to happen right. just you just hope that these companies continue to innovate but in this space that's so old it's so desperately needed you oh, know because sure. there's yeah. there's stigma 
there's, you know, uh, you, you think when, when I used to go to these jobs, I'd like always wear a nice button up shirt and my slacks. And they're like, what are you doing? They're like, well, I just, I want to be a professional. It's like, here, go buy a truck, put some jeans on, choose some tobacco. Like, that's not what I want to do. That's okay if that's what you want to do. But I just think it, it, it needs to be championed a little bit different. I mean, there's, there's obviously respect what the trade has become and what, you know, uh, generations have done before us to get us here. Yeah. But it's our, you know, it's our turn to say, okay, what are we going to do for it from here moving forward? Right. And, and you guys are a perfect example of that. The fact that you want to digitize this, maybe at the beginning, you're not going to get a whole bunch of followers because yeah. it's like, nobody wants to listen <laughs> yeah. to construction. What? I don't care what that guy yeah. did with this, but what if people wanted to listen to like forward thinking tech and innovation and like, yeah. holy crap, this is it you know, and get kids learning. I mean, so, so it does open your, your mind to it, you know, cause I plan on being here quite a bit longer if, if at all possible. So I need to do something about it and, and just try to make the impact in the community. I can, you're not going to fix it all. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's the plan. Well, I so, think the scary thing too, is the minute you start to think that, you know, we've always done it this way. And so we're going to continue in that fashion. I think that's what you see probably, especially in this space, right? That's you, the norm. It's really is, I mean, going to an earlier point way at the beginning, you know, in terms of 7% of the of the global uh, employment, I think is what we were, you were mentioning. But if, if you have a, how do I put it? If you don't have a forward-thinking mentality in terms of what you're doing in this space, you could probably get by, you know, for yeah. a time. Yeah. But I think individuals like yourself, I'm thinking of Keith Flores over at uh, Yeah, Smart we interviewed Choice. a guy a few weeks ago who, actually no, almost towards the ago. beginning, yeah. yeah. Who he, his... Wears he's, a suit and tie. Yeah. He's an HVAC guy. Yeah. Attaboy. Yeah. yeah. I and normally wear a suit to work. I was Gary like, I'm going to dumb guy. this down today. <laughs> but, you know, he, but, he, but he literally told us, that he, he said a line that I'll, I won't forget for a long time, but he said, oh. I'm, I have a lifestyle brand and... and, and the fact that I'm an HVAC guy, that's just the medium I yeah, use for my lifestyle brand. That's yeah, exactly but, right. So yeah. so lead with your why, right? Yeah. That's what we've decided to do. You can lead with your what or your how. And that's, you know, what do we do? Construction. How do we do it? Through experience and technology. That's yeah. cool. That's how most companies are doing right. it. But if you lead with your why, and that's the people championing for us, yeah. and we just so happen to use the world of building as our platform to do that, Everything changes, yeah. right? Everything changes. So it's just topsy turvy. Love it, it. It puts total different perspective yeah. into what yeah. you want to do because you, with that, you find your own purpose, right? right? So well, you get people excited, right? People yeah. who are working for you are inspired now. Like you were talking about, they're sitting down with their kids on a Sunday afternoon. They have a purpose and a passion to come in on Monday, right? So that's exactly right. I think you're you in terms of being the people's champion. You're helping. You're holding that flag, and you're moving forward. And people are following. You know. Yeah. I yeah. think that's huge. They're yeah. they're crazy enough to follow, yeah. so I'm gonna try to lead Which as best as I can. Which are the people you want, right? Absolutely. Those so are the you should are gonna absolutely. Make that change. Being a, a a champion of people, you could probably steal something from Keith, and I mean he's he's made it public, so I'm sure that he doesn't mind. But he actually gives out full on like wrestling belts. Really? So like his like <laughs> like top sales or yeah. employee of the month or what, for whatever reason. I, I love I mean, that. There, there's multiple belts, but yeah, yeah. like full on like decked out. That is way cool. Championship belts. Yeah. Well, you well you have you have to do it's, something yeah. like that different. Yeah. I mean, look, we we 
we we walk around the earth trying to find our own purpose, right? Like we're chasing something, yeah. right? And and usually people are saying, oh, they're chasing money. But what are you doing with money, right? You're trying to buy things that are materialistic because you're trying to get instant gratification. Right. And but so what is it you're chasing? I think you're chasing happiness, right? Yeah. So you're chasing purpose, ideally. And yeah. you know who yeah. says that you can't be happy or feel purposeful if you're in the world of building? I mean, I, for me, I think it's crazy. You go. Yeah. This is such a great space. Are you kidding me? You can do some unbelievable stuff. Yeah. You can get children learning through the world of building. Yeah. You yeah. know, go hammer a nail. You know, do do whatever <laughs> yeah. makes you you know, and be the best at yeah. it. Well, it's like I said. So, I mean, there's there's something to be said for. I mean, the reasons why like Legos and Lincoln Logs, all this stuff are successful, right? Like kids build something and they're they're so proud of it. I've got a four year old and she built something. Is daddy look at what I built, right? So the same yes. kind of thing, right? Yep. Like if you can if you can maintain that level of passion or that level of excitement until they get to that age of, of working it's the same kind of kind of concepts right i mean if you're absolutely you're a glazer and you're out there and you've just done some massive 40 story mm-hmm. building and you've got your glass all over the side of it i mean you could drive by it every day and yeah you could be proud of that yeah. right. you know yeah. it is tangible it's something you can look at and we yep. so we we do work with a lot of people in the community where we're actually like our pediatrician the stadium in anaheim so like we'll go to these places and be like oh you know, like we did that. So it's kind of cool to, to, yeah. to go see it. But I think you get lost not realizing what you're a part of. You get so kind of tunnel vision. You know, we just finished a really like even at the Chalk Autism Center that we did. A lot of our sub trades are coming in and they're just like, I got to get in. It's just a job. It's like, well, what if you just realize that what this building's going to do for the community? It's going to support autism awareness for children. Right. Like you're, you're a part. You're putting your damn hands on that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Or yeah. people are going to come here and work. You know this office you're going to build. Somebody's going to make things people, happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know that there's going to create jobs. You, you just don't know. So I think you, you, it is very easy to get lost in that tunnel vision a little bit. So what are some of the coolest things you guys have done from a project standpoint? We, I mean, being in healthcare, you do a lot of really interesting things. I think the coolest stuff we do is probably over at uh, Angel Stadium, though, because we've been a part of some of those buildouts um, inside the stadium and really and LA Coliseum. So you just it's just a different world. Like you, what you get to see behind the scenes, right? When nobody's at a, it's supposed to be 30,000 people and then you get access to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, th- so it's really not so much that the projects or the complexities of the projects, it's, it's being able to have access to places that you normally right. don't. Yeah, right. And yeah. you're allowed that in this yeah, space, right? Yeah. Cause you just got to gonna get involved in the whole uh, revamp of that whole area. Oh man, I'm Hopefully, trying. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. I got to get my bond. Can you guys help me with my bonding? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> all right. I mean, not here in our office, well, but we have a guy that does yeah. all the bonding for, all right. for our we clients. We got a guy. Yeah, yeah. you got a yeah. guy. We all got a guy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, you have to have a guy because can't be good at everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. So where do you? Where? What's the? What's the future look like for you guys? What's the? What's the vision? Well, we have certain obviously, you know, revenue mile markers that we're we're chasing. I think it's important to set certain expectations or goals, um, but I think that the the broad message with that is if we can just provide more for this community, right? If we can just create more jobs out of this. I mean, I should, I, I, I'm obviously extremely biased to our platform, but I think with this platform, we can create opportunities for thousands of people, you know, employees. We can create deals. We can create uh, that positive energy. We can just continue to champion and, and let them, again, find their purpose and values, yeah. you know, and, and build a life of significance. And, and if we could do it with the 150 we got, great. You know, I really feel like we've accomplished something. But if we can 10x that and then 10x that, 
and we're doing we're doing it even better. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. Well, we have about 400 clients in this office, and I would say probably about 250 of them are that million to five million range. There we go. Kind of you just, where you're at. You just got, got me a whole book. No, we, got your, yeah. we got your lead list. Well, you like work I said, on for no, the next 10 years. Well, this is very important, but it is true, though. You, you, a lot of that stuff's not going to work out, right? We're going to also lose games when it comes to yeah. help because it's just not going to align. And, and some of it might be cultural alignment or the business deal may not make sense, right? And you have to be able to put your well, business gotta, yeah, hat on sense, yeah. and say, dude, you're not worth what you want. And you're not, I mean, you're awesome, but it's not going to work out. Um, but again, I just, I think that through that process, you still learn a lot from your own business because you should be checking your business all right, the time. Right, yeah, right. You know, and that's what these, this, this blue collar industry so desperately needs and has needed. Get back and check, you know, your, but you are expected to do everything right. You know, on top of your billing and your, your, your own marketing guy and your setup guy is like, I also have to make sure my license is not expiring. I have to make sure I buy insurance. What's yep. this all about? Yeah. This is not what I signed is there up for. A, is there a vision or maybe a, a, a path where you guys put together some sort of boxed product to to sell to smaller contractors? Um, maybe like an educational piece. Yeah, so like, you, like how, an education. Yeah, we, like this, you'll need this. This comes next. Because, I mean, we've talked to quite a few guys that are newer in the industry, right, or are new to, to running their own business, right? They... Maybe they've been working for somebody for a long time and, and they want to start on their own. Um, and they just don't know what happens first or where to go right. first or what. And then, so I feel, I mean, obviously that kind of stuff you can ask somebody and, and they'll figure out. But I mean, I think there might be some sort of need for some sort of like box product. Like these are the steps you take. These are some systems. These are some suggestions and, and those kind of things. Yeah, we've talked about creating like a business processes type of, you know, application. Obviously, we're so focused on ours that we don't have time right. for that. And right, right. And Juan's out here trying to eat the whole world in one bite, and it's like it, it's it gets obnoxious. Just creating more verticals, man. At the time. Revenue, revenue but, uh, streams. Yeah, absolutely. But I do yeah. think that's that's important. I think some of the companies that are spearheading some of the smaller softwares, not the like we're on a, a larger one, Procore. I'm sure yeah, you've heard of it. Yeah. It's pretty big, and um, I think some of the ones spearheading the smaller ones that help businesses with more like a turnkey solution. That's going to be very important. There's a huge opportunity there. Yeah. So if you Want to start a SaaS company? Do it, do it there, and, and help people um, because they need it, and they can do it all from right here now, yeah. right? They can do it from their phone. Um, but no, I would think we're going to probably stay into what we what we do best. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. Um, you know, we we at one point said we we can actually create our own software, and this was a couple of years ago. We're like we're like going to compete with Procore. <laughs> no way. So what we did is align even harder with Procore. Yeah, made them part of our business processes. If you're the best, if you're the authority, align with the best. You don't have to be the best at everything. Right. Just align with them, right? And make them part of your process. Yeah. And now because of that, we have a great relationship with them. We're doing a piece with them right now where they're gonna feature us. So we're, we're super excited about that because credibility is everything in this space, especially when you're young like me, right? They look at me, they're like, you don't know shit. <laughs> you're, just some, you're just some young guys talking. But the, the, my goal with that was, okay, always push the envelope. We can create content and say, look, we lead with technology. We have Procore. We have Matterport and Virtual. Or we can reach out to them and tell them what we're doing and get featured on their platforms. Yeah. That establishes yeah. more credibility. Yeah. And they approached us. So now we're, we're, you know, for me, I think it's just, you know, some of the stars align and you don't ask questions and you just keep yeah, moving just, forward. Just go for it. You win Thank a game, you, here we go. <laughs> you win a game, you lose one. You win five, you lose two. And just keep winning more games than you lose. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, well, cool. Before anything else, I mean, I feel like 
there's probably stuff we didn't get to or things that you want to feature or talk about. Is there anything no, else you guys do? I don't, or? you know, I, I probably like talked every, way too much about no, me. No, 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 I feel like every um, 10 minutes something else came up like, oh, we do this as well. And I'm like, shit, I just want to make sure we no, get everything yeah. out there. I want, you know, the goal is, the goal is, and it's weird, is to always lead with your why. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not about me. BR, our company is just a platform for everybody to go build their own legacy off of, right? And I sincerely mean that, including my obnoxious self. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that I, I'm being biased and think we're creating a cool enough platform for people to come and build their own legacy. Yeah. BR is not human, so so be the human that you know, because everybody wants to build a legacy as you should, but you know, you could do it here with an insurance company, right? Or you could do it selling janitorial supplies. There's always a platform, yeah. Yeah. right? But it's why it's so that you can be you. And I really want to push that, especially that's, you know, this next generation needs that. You know, we're, we're, we're a little different than the guys I know. Just put your head down and work and <laughs> yeah, you don't right, even, yeah. you know, you just, you work, for the, questions, you you work for the big it. man. Yeah. You got yeah. 13 year olds coming and being all sassy now. You're like, <laughs> you got an ego? You're 13. You should have no freaking ego. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's important. So if you know the trend's going that way, then, you know, try to create the platform that allows us to do that. Well, very cool. Well, Excellent. tell the people where to find you, all your social medias and websites and phone numbers. and. Well, um, we're actually going through a major hard reset right now, which is going to kind of reshare our story digitally. Cause, uh, cool. uh, but brco.com is our website. Um, I put myself out there on, on Instagram now. So Juan J. Banos without the tilde because Instagram didn't give yeah, me they the don't, damn. Yeah, they don't let you do that, huh? Yeah, I can't believe it. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write somebody <laughs> so a letter. Juan J. Banos. Juan J. Banos, and then obviously we've got where we've built out all the the digital you know platforms for it now. So I won't give you my TikToks, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think I don't um, have one? Um, huh? No, no, I got no. A I'm, man, I'm, many. I'm a, my twelve-year-old daughter is trying to get me on TikTok. Or, get me on her TikTok all the time and it's nope I'm nope, telling you nope. but, but look the way your 12 year old daughter conducts life today is the way she'll conduct business I mean these kids are on their phones just FaceTime oh, yeah. each other yeah. without even looking at it right it's just yeah. there yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you think about they go okay hold on we need to now start creating a system where there's just way more like phone interaction and just yeah. like create FaceTime because that's how they interact yeah. you know my, my yeah. son will call his cousins and they're just they're not even talking they're just yeah. but they're there together yeah. and you go okay yeah. hold on you need to channel that, and we need to be able to start creating those platforms well, and I think, now. I mean, not to get off on a whole new topic, but it was almost like this pandemic kind of forced that along on yeah. a lot of people. One hundred percent. I can't tell you how many how many Zoom meetings I've had with clients now that you know the, the first time you talk to them, like, what do I click? <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Where is the yeah. but they're all tech savvy <laughs> by the, now. By the second or third time, and everyone's cool. Yeah, and the, yeah, it works out. But. I love that you found the good in it, you know, because COVID yep. and, and coronavirus is a yucky situation, and yeah. there's a lot of bad. But you do have to find the good. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and and, yeah. and technology was one of those things that allowed us to continue to to do business, yeah. you know, business as usual ish. You know, ish. By, yeah, we we obeyed uh, Governor Newsom's orders ish. I was legally supposed to say that. <laughs> we were deemed essential, so yeah. we're fine. Yeah. And then we broke every rule after that. <laughs> no, but you guys, thanks for having me. No, thanks, thanks for coming, man. We appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. It was good times. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we get some more guys like you to champion this space and digitize it. But yeah, for sure. Keep doing it. Oh, it will happen. You, you yeah. guys are about to explode, and I'm excited oh, to watch so. your journey, too. I hope thanks, so. Man. Hopefully, uh, you. hopefully you're Thank the tipping you. point, man. Yeah. Let's see. Make it All right. Thanks, sir. Thanks, guys. All right. Awesome. How we do? That's a wrap.